0: Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it
1: for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974
0: or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. I accomplished a lot in that commercial break. I made some I made some hot tea and some oatmeal. How about that? Nate doesn't care. Stan, do you care? Well, I hope you do. How about parking? What do you think of parking? What do you think of parking for the KC Current?
2: It's an interesting subject. Uh, I didn't realize the pricing for the lots around the stadium were that costly. I knew there weren't very many spots. 2300 for an 11,000 seat mm-hmm. stadium, and they think they're going to have the, that number of fans there, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they need extra parking. I can tell everyone out there who wonders, like, what's next, they are going to have other locations that they would tell you that you can buy spots at those spaces ahead of time and know that you're going to get to park there. And the cost will be different than, what, $68? including fees, it'll be a lower cost. It just you won't be at the stadium, and you will just then get picked up by, let's say, small buses and driven over to the stadium, and then after the game, you'll be driven back to your car, and then you can leave from there. It's very interesting to me because in Kansas City, I, I just can't imagine how many people are going to be excited about saying, you mean I'm going to park my car a mile away or two miles away or three miles away or whatever it is, and then wait for the bus and go into the stadium and then come back. What happens if my kid's not feeling well and midway through the game I need to get back to my car? You know, you don't just walk out to the parking lot and control your destiny. You're relying upon other modes of transportation and it all linking together. So they definitely have a plan in place. They're trying to execute that plan now. I don't know what the cost points are going to be. have not heard that. But the $68 and the, what, twenty. Three hundred parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Is it really on gravel lots? Right now, it is. <laughs> really, sixty-eight bucks to get my car all dirty with their dust as I drive in <laughs> from Johnson County.
0: Talk to soccer man over there. I don't he have signs off to on, on, a, I, I, signs off on all all I just heard stuff.
2: that yesterday. I cannot believe he loves that.
1: Loves it.
2: Is that because they're not? They don't have time to pay them, or is it true that they aren't going to pay them? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard it's some kind of environmental thing.
1: Is that right? So that's what I it? heard.
2: I don't know if it's true. Anyway, if that's Man. true, I'm just, all I can do is laugh. Like, you want me to pay 68 bucks to have everyone to park on non-paved? And
1: then go pay for your car wash, too, after, <laughs> after yeah. you.
2: And if it rains. I'm sure no you dust know. comes off, that kind of stuff. Well, well anyway, um, I'm surprised that they have a stadium with 11,000 seats and only 2,300 parking spaces. That surprises the heck out of me. If I had said, "How's this going to work?" But you know, the Royals are going to move downtown, and the parking—there's plenty of parking around there. It'll just be other people control the parking. You know, the Royals won't make the Royals won't control all the parking. There's parking downtown. I mean, I know all about that. But you'll have to decide what lot you feel comfortable with, or what garage, or what angle you're going to come from to get there. So it'll be a learning curve for everybody. It won't be as simple as going out to Kauffman or obviously arrowhead same parking lot so i was a little surprised that the current got in this situation that there's only 2300 spaces but i know what their plan is they're out right now working hard to get other parking options that will cost less it'll be much more reasonable and it just means you're going to be curried over from wherever you park your car you'll need to be taken to the stadium that's that's the second alternative so it, everything isn't 68 dollars and that's it that's for the ones who want to be close to the stadium, they'll pay the higher price. Supply and demand. And as long as the team has at least twenty three hundred cars needed, they can charge whatever they want, right? But we'll see how it all spreads out. Where the lots are going to be, I kind of know where they're going to be. Um, but there are going to be other options. It won't. The River Market just does not have enough parking. Okay, they're near the River Market. Mm-hmm. If you don't, mm-hmm. they're by the river, right over by the highway yeah. on the northeast side of the downtown loop. But if you go straight from downtown where the big buildings are, Main Street, for instance, it's River Market when you go on the other side of the highway. So if people don't know, that's River Market there, and there is very little parking there, and a couple of the parking lots are now being developed. So that took away even more parking. So there's the, the parking stress in River Market is very, very high. That means they need to st- start parking south of the highway. Okay? And on Saturdays when farmer's market's going on, that's already happening. That parking is available on the south side. But for the current, it's going to be organized where they're going to say, this is your exact lot. You'll know exactly where you're supposed to park, which lot it is, what street it's going to be on, what corner. That will all be very, very well planned out when you go to your app or however you do it. You prepay, and you'll have the right to go park there in that lot. But from that point, you got to get moved to the stadium however you get there.
0: That's always been the toughest thing about going to the city market on a Saturday morning and finding a good place to park. Yeah. But if you
2: know, you know, I've got some
0: tricks. I've got some secret parking spots. Can't say it
2: on the air. I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah, and you just have to decide which one you're going to use. So that's the current plan is that they really are focused on this. They know they don't have enough spots close to the stadium, and so they'll have a plan in place that it won't just be random. I don't think the Royals can do this. The Royals can't, with all their 81 home dates, say – Nate, uh, prepay for this garage three blocks away. Uh, company X will allow you to park in their garage. I don't think they're going to do that. It's That's not downtown baseball. That's not urban baseball, right? You figure it out. You, you're you like, Stephen, you know your spot, and you figure out where you're going to park. But for the current, they're going to step up and say, you're, it's just not random. Like, find a spot in downtown Kansas City and hope you can make it over to the game. They're going to organize and say, We got this lot and this lot and this lot and this lot, and you can pay for these lots. So they're going to try to take care of it as if all the parking is right around the stadium that they control. They're acting as if they control it if you buy in to park and ride with them for a cheaper price, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Is that any new information I thought? No, it's, I heard I, you guys talking about it yesterday, and I go, I can't call in on Thursday. <laughs> Steven wouldn't let me on on Thursday, so I'll wait till Friday. Isn't, you isn't, you.
1: isn't part of the deal, and maybe I'm wrong now with the newest development plan, but I thought part of the deal with the Royals was they wanted not just the, the footprint of where the stadium is, but the area around it so they could develop bar and entertainment district stuff. Yes. Can they build parking garages in some of that area, too, because then they could control the parking? Well, just and, think
2: about the power and light. Yeah, there's some yeah. parking there.
1: So maybe you build some parking garages. You can charge Royals fans to park there. It's
2: awful. Be- owning parking garages is the worst business in the world. Is it really? Oh, the worst. You can't create enough revenue. Um, and the repair Not even co- with 81 dates? Uh, the repair cost. They're 365 days. Yeah. So, no. Okay. The repair costs on garages, when, when they start deteriorating yeah. over time and all the repairs, no, it's the worst business. That's why you see so much surface parking drive around johnson county one of the wealthiest counties in the united states yeah right per capita oh nate knows
1: right that's why that's why i live there
2: <laughs> no, but, but seriously since nate's come it's no i mean yeah, yeah but how many surface lots do you see uh, you don't, at, with you, the businesses
1: you don't see a lot of parking garages in no Nancy
2: you don't county. because it's it's outrageously expensive okay now downtown you've got to do it yeah because the land's so expensive So you you build parking garages. But if I understand the Royals right, they want to have a downtown stadium that's awesome. Let's just call it a billion dollars for simplicity. Doesn't mean it's accurate, but a number. And then they also want to invest a billion dollars of other activities around a, a Royals party area owned by the owners of the Royals or whoever they want to do business with. So just like they want to build a new power and light. And one of the options that I think is cool is when they chose where they're going to build this stadium by the Kansas City Star, they're going to put a lid on top of 670 right there. Does that make sense? Like right now, there's just a couple of bridges that are not – They don't feel that great walking over to the crossroad. From Sprint Center to the crossroads, you walk across a bridge with cars flying underneath you with a little sidewalk. Not many people feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. But they're going to build a park over the whole thing from west to east so that you don't even notice you're walking over a highway. Love it. Okay? So they connect the two. Mm -hmm. Now, if the Royals would have built over there a little east in downtown and then put a billion dollars in, that's awesome, but what would have happened to the power and light businesses? Right. Would they have sucked from one to the other? But if the Royals, if, and I don't know if they're doing this, if the Royals happen to say, let's build a stadium here And then the owners of Power & Light, Cordish Group, says we'll sell. How about if that's the first part of their billion? And then they convert it to more of a Royals theme and then build around it over time. That is a win-win-win. And and, uh, T-Mobile Center gets the benefit of it because they're not having to deal with it. But why not see the Royals invest in the Power & Light plus more and just transform that whole area into a great party place?
0: Do you have trouble... Parking when you go to an event at T-Mobile. It, uh, I guess, it depends on the event. I mean, let's well, just um, say it's something that's going to be sold out, or something that's going to be like a concert or something, yeah, not a sporting yeah. event. I, um, I, I mean, either of you, Shane, anyone? Did, the only, this,
1: the only thing I remember. And it's been a little while since I've been to an event down there um, that I wasn't working. But uh, the only thing I remember is a lot of times I'll park in one of those garages across the street. And sometimes, like, those garages can take forever to get out of, you right. know, after the yes. concert's over or something. And you're just, you'll are just you just sit there for an hour straight waiting for – and your car's not moving. Um, that's the biggest frustration I have with parking down there, I think, usually. But I usually feel like you can find a garage to park in or something You can like find
0: that. a spot It's leaving. Yeah. Like you said, if yeah. you get into a parking garage, getting out of there. So I try yeah.
1: to – I've turned into my dad on, hey, there's five minutes left in the show. If we leave now, yeah. we, can <laughs> we can get out of the garage, you know. Right. Uh and so, yeah, that's been my biggest frustration. Usually, when I park down there,
0: do you have any issues when you go down there to park?
2: That's I, an unfair question for me because I'm down there every day, and so I know all the tricks of the trade. So it's not—I it, do not represent the general person who has to go down and fight their way. I right. mean, I know all the garages, and same
0: with me. I got my hot. Spot. I can walk.
2: You know, I can walk three blocks away and get to a garage that has some people in it but isn't packed but
0: see, but right? you're, so you're a downtown guy so like when you cause some people just have a, a you know gut reaction to it downtown baseball all oh, the parking is going to be terrible like when you hear downtown baseball do you do you and I'm not from your perspective because you know all the but do you think it's going to be an issue for the normal person that doesn't know all the ins and outs or doesn't have a special place to park do you think it's going to be end up being an issue
2: yes very intimidating. Very intimidating. You know, if I said a friend from Manhattan, uh, you know, not a 20-year-old friend because they're like, hey, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a big party. But if you're just going to the game and you're a 45- to 60-year-old person and all you want to do is come to Kansas City and watch a game and I say you're going to have to come downtown, they're like, when they get there, they're going to be very intimidated. Like, where should I park? And is this a good price because you do to see a sign for this garage. It's going to sign out there and say, $20 parking. Or eighty dollar parking, and you don't know. Like, is that a good deal? Should I should I go two blocks further? And there's ten dollar parking. Well, who's going to be watching my car? Is this a safe
1: place for me and my kids to walk at night when we're coming back to our car after the game's over? You don't know the area. You don't know those. You know people don't know the answers to those questions.
2: I mean, I, I know all about the downtown mentality because here's one of the key things you need to do: draw, get a map, Google Map or something. And look how big the parking area is at Arrowhead and for Kaufman. Okay, and then I believe it's two point
1: two miles around. And then
2: overlay that over downtown, and it covers up all of downtown. So the idea, all the downtown supporters will say, "You walk so far to your car. You're not going to have to walk that far because you got vertical parking. It's not that bad. You, if the buildings were all knocked down, you literally would start on at T-Mobile and walk all the way." To where the current stadium is or something. I, I walk
0: my ass off at the Chiefs games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly i saying. So
2: yep. I, I say, what is everyone talking about? I mean, out. it's not convenient parking out at Arrowhead Stadium. It is bigger than downtown. But you don't think about that because your eyes can see there's cars, and I know if I walk a mile, my car's out in that direction, and I know what I'm getting. But you put buildings in front of it, and the psychology of the human being changes. So yeah. physically... You won't have to walk as far downtown to any parking that you do out every day when you go even to a Royals game. Well that's a thing they gotta sell. But the problem is is which garage do you for people who don't know, unless you have just an unbelievable enthusiasm like I love downtown baseball, I wanna go to Power Enlightened drink and do all those things, that mentality, or I'm going to stay in a hotel and walk over to the stadium. How cool is that going to be? Now, that's good. If you come from Des Moines and you say, I'm going to park where the hotel tells me to, and I'm going to stay here for the weekend and watch three Royals games and have a blast the whole time, that's awesome. That's great. Way better than Kauffman, right? Way better. Because you come to Kansas City to go to a three-game series or two of the three games as a vacation from Des Moines or Omaha or wherever, you're going like, I get to get an Uber every time, or I got to get a rental car. Here, you can bring your car, park, and never get in your car until you head back home at the end of the weekend. So, just like every bit of life, there's trade-offs. But for a lot of people, this is not going to be fun for them to try to figure out how they're going to get to a parking spot at a Royals game.
0: Look, I'm, I'm spoiled. I don't know if we're all spoiled, but I'm spoiled because like, and it also depends on how old you are. You know, twenty five years ago, twenty years ago, well, I'm. You know, looking for some nightlife, looking to go somewhere before the game and after the game. At this point in my life, I want to go to the game. When the game's over, I want to go home. Now, for the Chiefs games, what what more could you want than the tailgating? There's like a thousand different parties going on in the in the parking lot, right? Like I'm like I don't ever before Chiefs game or after Chiefs game. Well, I wish there was a bar around here. There's a bar <laughs> in every car, right? <laughs> I mean, Car bar. yeah, there's, you know, you know, I, I've never felt like an arrowhead before. After GC. like Man, I need some more action. There is action everywhere. All hell's breaking loose, you know, and also it, it's big. I've taken great pride in, from in my, my dad and all this stuff. I, it's like a challenge to, OK, I time it. How long is it going to take me to get out? Glebo does the same thing. How long is it going to take me to get out of Arrowhead? You know, we know where to go and what to do and all this other stuff. There's a science to it, and I love it, and I'm used to it. Royals games, it's different. You know, the, the parking lot's never jam-packed. You can pull in, park wherever you want normally, and then leave and go over else. And so for someone that just wants to go to the game, that's easy, and I'm spoiled, and I like that. But I'm not looking like like there's not a whole lot of tailgating on Royals games. I'm not looking... To go get hammered, you know, right after the game or anything, I just, I just want to go to the game and I want to get out of there. And so, for people like that, the downtown thing is going to be different. And it's going to be, it's gonna it's take some getting used to. It's going to be, like you said, intimidating for some people. And I tell you what, my dad and my dad's different. He will, have, he he will won't want to have anything to do with that. He's he will not like that at all. He just won't, you know. But well, I'll he's say also for 72. downtown,
2: you know, the one thing I do, I'll say for their benefit is if you understand downtown at all it's really easy to move a lot of people in and out there's a lot of ways in and out oh yeah so i don't know it's a really it's really efficient like after a t-mobile game getting out of your garage probably takes forever yeah but once you hit the streets there are yeah. so many ways to get out of there. It yep. is really really efficient so you don't have to worry about a royals crowd's not going to be that much bigger than t-mobile really 50% right. more on some nights. Well, for on some, some nights it's going to be smaller. Yeah, Ma- Many yeah. nights, it's going to be smaller. But I'm just yeah. saying, downtown can handle that. Like, in the old days when everyone used to go to work downtown, oh, yeah. and, you know, there's before COVID and all that stuff, it, it was like, oh, driving on the highways to get downtown from whichever direction was hard, okay, for Kansas City, not for Atlanta, <laughs> Houston, right. or New York. But, right. but anyway, it, it's... There's a lot of cars, but once you got to downtown, it was over.
0: I mean, I grew that, up five that, minutes from downtown. Some of my best memories are going downtown and having fun. We take the bus downtown. We walk. Around. I mean, yeah. I I got no problem. I've been downtown so many times in my life, and like I said, that's right next to where I grew up. I'm used to it. And if you know it, you know it, and it's yeah. not. But but for, like you said, it's
2: really good. It's really efficient. Yeah. If, if you know it, yeah.
0: If you're not, of course, it's going to be intimidating. But then you'll get used to it. But there are some people that just you know that. And for other reasons, it resists it. I I think it is hard. It's hard to navigate if you don't know it.
1: and, And I think one of the things you think about, too, when you go to a Royals game or a Chiefs game, there's an entire group of employees there telling you exactly where to go when you park. Now, those of us that go to Chiefs games a lot... We know which gate we want to go into. We know where our parking pass will get us, and you can be more efficient with it, right?
0: I ignore those people at Chiefs games. <laughs> oh, you want me to go this way? Oh, I'm going to pretend I can't see you or hear you. I'm going this way. Yeah, are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. I can't hear. I'm continuing to go into the slot. Goodbye.
1: You know, and and that helps if you know what you're doing. But for the people that don't go to games all the time or don't know haven't studied the layout, it's still relatively easy because there's a whole group of people there go this way, go this way, park right here, and and you're kind of directed step-by-step what to do. You get downtown... You don't have that. You're kind of on your own. You know, okay, where are the parking garages? Am I allowed to park in this one or not? Is this a private lot or is this a business lot? Because there's a lot of those downtown. And I find myself doing that sometimes if Will I have to I go somewhere. Will I be towed? Yeah, like I look at the side I'm like, okay, can I park in this one or not? There's about 50 empty spaces, but I don't want to get towed. You know, so those types of things you're going to have to figure out on your own. And for some people, that's tough, you know. And so I, I, I do think it's going to be a challenge too, um, but again it's it's what you said Stan everything comes at a price everything comes with with its trade-offs I think that one of the points she made too you know going back to the point about how much they're charging for parking with the current I wonder if the people that are setting those prices are from Kansas City because are, are you do you know this I don't I don't know it but I think I I think I have an idea I heard some I've
2: heard from for good sources that there's a number of current employees that are coming from other places in the country,
1: and, and I think I think and are that,
2: learning about Kansas City on yeah, the run.
1: We don't pay a lot for parking in this town. There is there is plentiful so, parking we most of the places. Oh boy, do we parking. get mad when we do? Because <laughs> you because you know. I look at it this way, like I think short term parking at the new airport. Is twenty five
0: bucks a All you day? You got to do is walk into a room in Kansas City yeah. and say, "Hey, parking." Why are you <laughs>
1: serving I'll tell you Another
0: thing. Like, yeah, we'll, you, you'll see people circle the parking lot just to get
1: one row closer. You know, I don't have to walk the extra twenty yards that it, that would have taken to park a row over.
2: Took me three extra minutes to drive <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah,
1: and and but like I think I think that literally I believe that that short term parking at at KCI is twenty five bucks a day. You go to another city in this country and try to park right next to the airport for $25 a day, that's a joke. It's going to cost you at least twice that, if not more, if it even exists. But in this town we're like 25 bucks a day. That's pretty steep. You know, that's that's just the way we think because we're so used to cheap parking everywhere we go. And so because I think like I talked to the other guys in and look, the but that's what
0: happened too cuz the current went and it's different because <laughs> but they went from free parking to 68 like Yeah.
1: Because I bet you, in a lot yeah. of parts of this country, in the urban core, if you try to go park somewhere in Boston, <laughs> good luck paying sixty-eight bucks for three hours. It's going to be more than that, probably. You know, I remember Trini telling us that her parking cost more than her
0: rent. He's one of the know? one of the biggest shocks in my system when we drove down to uh, down to Texas to go see Canelo fight. I think it was twenty sixteen, and I didn't think about you know looking to see you know 18 T Stadium. And like Hey, let's, you know, I was with my buddy Sam and I was with Richie and Phil. Was, hey, let's get up there and try to park, you know, closer or whatever. 125. Like, <laughs> like, what, are they, what are they talking about? What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> are they selling tickets out of here? Like, what are they doing? Like, what do you get with it? Yeah. They'll get a Canelo hat at least. Like, yeah, maybe, was, okay, let's get back further. Oh, it's only 100. But, and by the time we were, you know, after spending 20, we were kind of happy, like, Okay, well, well, let's just go to the 100 Like, like I was shocked, but then again, I'm used to, like I'm used to Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, and so
1: I think that if if you come from L. A. or or somewhere like that, you're probably thinking before you get to know this town, sixty eight bucks. What's a big deal? That's a that's a steal. Oh. You know, But at this time, we're like, $68 to park at a soccer game?
0: Are you kidding me? Well, you did, know?
2: is it true they made you prepay? Steven <laughs> yeah, said pay for that. that. That's yeah.
0: what they yeah. said in the, yeah. the KBC sure? Channel 9 article. Like
2: the Royals, don't you, do you pay on front? I, mean, I don't know.
1: If you buy season tickets with the Royals, it probably comes with I parking, guess. I'm guessing, guess so. I I know, know. for all the games.
2: I don't know. But, it's it's know. hard to run business, I'll tell you that. It is. And first year of a new site like this, downtown, they're learning a lot. No matter where they're from, they could be here their whole lives from Kansas City. Putting together this new stadium and this new version of the KC Current is not easy.
1: Anytime you do something the first time, you come across challenges that you didn't anticipate. You know, you try to think of everything, and they're doing something that nobody in the world has ever done. You know, which is build a stadium like this for a women's professional sports. And I think, honestly, my my opinion is. Ticket sales are going to be great for the current early on, and people will grumble, but they'll pay for their parking and all of that, and they'll go through the hoops they have to jump through to go to the games because of Kansas City Civic Pride. Everybody that supports women's sports in this town is so damn proud that we got these great owners and a great stadium like that. When this town does something nice, people in this town want to show up for it. But at some point, then the product has to make people feel like, okay, I'm getting my money's worth. This just isn't a pride thing anymore. This product's entertaining enough; it's worth all the things you got to go through to get down there. Hopefully, by the time the streetcar makes its loop there, that's one more step, and there's enough other options for everybody. That I think the pride carries them through the first year of it, you know. But then after that, they've got to they've got to deliver on
0: it. All right, let me ask you this: uh, AC Casey sent this in, But we haven't mentioned this. And and, and I all, I have to remember, I, like not everyone you know grew up where I grew up or has my background or my attitude about stuff. I mean, I grew up in Northeast. I, it, I grew up going downtown. I love downtown. I don't. I don't ever have any apprehension about going downtown. But I, for someone that didn't spend time around downtown or didn't grow up, you know, in that area, I, I, I get it. Their, their attitude isn't the same. Uh, he says uh, the feeling of safety is key. Downtown equals unsafe to the average person attending a future Royals game. But also, I I also think that has to do with where you're from, how much time you spent downtown. If you're from out of town, I, I don't, like, I don't know, like you said, you're the wrong person to ask about the parking because you know where to park everywhere and you like, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm not, I mean, I, I've never felt that way, but just that's, how I grew up and so I can, I can appreciate if someone did not grow up in that a similar environment, then they might feel differently about going downtown. You think that's an issue? I do think it's an issue. Especially Um, after what recently happened? uh, After what recently happened.
1: And I will say this, man. You know, you go downtown um, at night uh, these days, you're very likely to see, you know, these side shows they do or whatever you want to call it where the guys start turning donuts in their cars in the middle of intersections just while you're walking down the street and – I will say that, I mean, dude, I'm the same way as you. I was living in eastern Wyandotte County as a high school kid. We went downtown all the time and goofed around and did things like that. Downtown's a lot different now than it was back then, too. It's developed a lot more. There's more people down there, which I think makes you feel a little safer. But when things like that start happening, you do start looking around going, is this safe? You know, And there's there's enough different types of things downtown. Sometimes you walk past an empty lot. Sometimes you walk past some boarded-up buildings. Uh, Other times you're walking past really nice things. It's... If somebody lives out in the burbs, I can understand them saying, you know what, do I want my kids, like let's say you got high school kids, do I want them going down there parking and walking six blocks at night on a Wednesday after a game's over back to their car? Do I feel safe about that? I can understand that being an issue right now
0: for sure. Stan, want to weigh in on that before we break?
2: Oh, absolutely. If I took 10 of my friends, um, I would say, I could easily say, Here's five who say, I have no interest in ever going downtown. They may be naive and misthought. I mean, I'm not standing up for anybody. I'm just telling you, of my friends, half of them would say, I am not going downtown. I do not feel safe. I do not feel comfortable with the parking, all of those issues. And the other half would just laugh so loud and go, you mean know, this is part of living in a big city. It's one of the cool things. It's the place to be. It's Different than you think. It's easier to figure out. It really works well, and I'm I'm downtown, so I'm with those kind of people all the time, and I'm all, I'm also with the others. So I do think that you would feel it's definitely a, an uncomfortable feeling if you're downtown and you're not used to it. If you're walking around at night, maybe not in a day, but at night, and definitely the parking. It's it's intimidating to how you even get to the which highway do you take and And which exit is possible, and what about one-way streets, and the congestion, and yeah, all those things are different. And I do think the real good question to ask, I don't know if this is going to matter to the Royals, but if you had a 17-year-old responsible child, and they had three other friends, four people, not too many, but four kids who are juniors in high school who want to go watch a Royals game, will you allow them to drive out to Kauffman now, park, and go to a game? And then will you allow that downtown? And I think that's a very interesting question. And the answers for some families are going to be I'm not going to let them drive downtown. I would think that's true. Now, that may not matter to the Royals because how many of those fans are really buying season tickets? None, you know, or very few. So it's, it's interesting to, to think. I know a guy who said, um, who knows a lot about downtown, has been to every parade, and said he had a 10 year old kid, and he said he's not coming to the parade. This is before. This parade he's like, no, he's not coming down to these parades. So there's a little edge to the parades, just like Arrowhead's parking lot. There's a little edge out there, you know, and and there's a little edge at the parade. And it's interesting hearing a person say, if my kid were 17, 18, I might introduce him to this. I feel totally comfortable. I'd be down here every minute. I'm at the parade. I'm downtown. This is awesome. But are you going to bring your 10 year old kid? No, never thought about bringing my 10 year old kid. Do not want to expose him to what's going on. So, you know, it's, it's just going to bring a different group of opinions. For a 24-year-old, 30-year-old who lives in Kansas City and lives downtown, are you talking about the greatest thing in the world? Right? Work from home or work? walk to your office, go to the Power & Light or the Royals' new billion-dollar district and walk over to a game and maybe not decide until 15 minutes before the game, hey, let's go to the game, Nate, and we just walk down yeah. the street. How great is uh, that going or to be? Like
0: you said, like, especially Or people, business people like me, yeah. just go.
2: What, the Royals play at three this afternoon? Yeah, let's go and grab five people and go, hello let's go to the Royals. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't drive out to Kaufman to do that. Damn. But we might walk down the street to do it. One of my favorite things in
0: the world we get a chance to do every once in a while is a Susan and I are going to a big concert at T Mobile or if I'm gonna stay a couple days at the you know big twelve turn of work, we get you know, we get a room at the President Hotel, which is one of my favorite places uh, in Kansas City, and we stay down there, and I would just walk back and forth and walk to the concert or go eat. Or, I mean, and we couldn't have a better time. It's a blast.
2: And the stadium's but, going to be really close to that, right? Right.
0: Now. But we're not worried about parking, we're not worried about anything else, and it's, it's, you know, it's the experience is second to none. Uh, and so I love it. Uh, thank you to uh, Philip Sternad from the President Hotel, Wonderful. and hopefully we can get Nate Katy Katie off the uh, no serve list there. Back out to this <laughs> on WHB. <laughs> Welcome back to the Border Patrol Sports Radio eight ten WHP. Shane, thank you for taking that last second call, emergency call to have you come in here and run the board. Are you settling in? You feeling very comfortable now? Yeah, that
2: second cup of coffee has helped oh, out. Oh, there you go.
0: Oh, there's coffee? Yeah, I just made some Oh hey. Hold on now. Wait a minute. Let's break. <laughs>
2: hey man, no, you up. know, Drake does about anything for any of us, so
1: that's right. When he texted me at six I was like All right, what were you going? doing? I just had
2: woke up. Okay. You
0: went out for your morning walk or anything like that? No. Okay.
2: All right, let's... Did you uh, ever work for a volunteer fire department? <laughs> no, I have not. You, you should. You, you got in here quickly. Yeah, he, you know, he did a great
0: job. All right, let's talk about uh, what's coming up. Uh, we mentioned about big events uh, downtown. Big 12 Tournament's going to be crazy and wild and wide open coming up in just a couple of weeks. But uh, they're all big weekends yeah. now as far as uh, uh, going down the stretch in the Big 12. K-State is going to host number 25 BYU. And that's going to be at 1 o'clock in Manhattan. Uh, you got Houston at Baylor in a huge game. And if Baylor can win that, they'd only be a game behind Houston. Boy, if Houston wins that big road game, you got to feel great about the chances of, of winning the uh, conference. Texas plays at Kansas, we're going to see uh, we're going to see bedlam, and that's going to go away. even though I don't think Lebo cares about it anymore. Uh, but let's and then Iowa State, who's still alive, a game behind Houston. They host West Virginia, and so if things go according to uh, what it looks like on paper, if Houston loses at Baylor, Iowa State can end up uh, back in a tie for first place. But let's talk about BYU. At Kansas State, uh, K-State certainly needs a win. Uh, BYU comes in ranked, but they're 7-6, and six, and so uh, they've shown that they're uh, you can get them. And so uh, your thoughts about this game coming up for K-State, Stan?
2: BYU is good, and they now have, with two centers healthy, the most unique style of basketball play. They play completely different depending on which center's in the game, Okay. So Treore is a big guy who is very traditional, doesn't even think about going out to the arc and three-point land. He is pressing the three seconds in the lane because he is such a factor down there. And if he doesn't catch the ball in the lane, he'll go out 12, 15 feet away and get the post pass, and then he'll slowly dribble back and power his way in to get right to the rim, and he has an incredible way of getting a shot up. He's almost unstoppable. And you say, well, wait, he can't dribble in from 12 feet and get to the basket slowly because you're going to get double teamed, right? That's what you're saying in your mind. That doesn't work. It's so easy. Go, get, go steal the ball from him. Double team him. Don't let him get close to the basket. Oh, BYU is one of the most, if not the most elite, three-point shooting team in the country. They made 14 three-pointers against Baylor, and that's like no big deal. They're 10 or more all the time. They shoot more threes than anybody in the country. Guess what happens if you come double him? You leave a three-point shooter wide open. Every coach is going, can't do that. So as he dribbles slowly in, the other four defenders hang out outside the arc and say, it's one-on-one basketball down there. But when he goes out of the game, then they have Khalifa. So Khalifa comes in. He plays just the opposite. He's normally at the top of the key. They throw him the ball. And they start running around him in circles and cutting, and he stands there and watches and has an unbelievable ability to know when to throw the pass. So he makes so many passes where guys are making layups behind the defense. Or he lofts the ball to head, he throws a low-line drive pass. And then if you say, well, I'm not going to guard him, because he's not going to shoot from there, Nate. They're just cutting off of him, right? And he'll hold the ball and look and look and look, and all these cutters. It's so hard. So what are you going to do, Nate? You're going to back off of him, Okay. I'm not good. He steps back and knocks down threes. He is hitting like fifty percent of his threes in the last three games. And against uh K State he hit a couple big early in the game. K State was playing good defense. When they played the first time in Provo at nine o'clock central time tip, uh Super Bowl Saturday, right? Yeah that's I was still on the air on Super Bowl Sunday. I announced it. Right. Steve and I was the first to say it's Super Bowl Sunday, because I was in post game uh K State at BYU. Well, K-State held them to nine three-point makes. They did a good job, but he had a couple. And against Baylor the other night, they controlled the game the whole time. They got a point guard who does a great job in Hall. He can deliver the passes. They don't turn over the basketball. They push the basketball up fast. And BYU does not want to hear this, right? But they're a veteran team because they have two-year missions that are allowed by the NCAA. You heard that one before, Stephen. BYU does not like to hear that their players are older. Well, they are. But they are. And so these guys are smart. They have a deep lineup. They bomb the threes. They go fast. They play well together. And they have two completely different offensive systems.
1: Why don't they like to hear that?
2: Who it's Because they think it's a cut down. Like they, they're supposed to win all the games just because they're older than you.
1: <laughs> okay. I mean... It's in the rules. <laughs> you know? I mean, they, you know, like who cares? I, I but they're grown funny. up. They're grown ups. Yeah. Like they're married.
2: Yeah. Four of them are married, I think, and you know, some of them have children, and they, you know, it helps. You like having a veteran team, right? Yeah, and was, they have a veteran team who sometimes are only called sophomores because they go <laughs> yeah. to their freshman year, go yeah. to a two year mission, They don't like hearing that advantage. Okay. Okay. Well. But anyway, Whatever. BYU's a, a really good basketball team. Now, the good news is they don't always play perfectly. They lost to Oklahoma State recently. But if you watch how they played against K-State, you watch how they played against Baylor the other night, wow, this is a hard team to beat. K-State needs to really have their fans on their side, play great, make it a tough environment, guard the three, and deal with these two centers who are unique because this team does not turn over the basketball. They switch from one type of offense to the other with just one substitution of those centers, and everyone just immediately goes into the new mode and they don't make mistakes. Mm.
0: What about the uh, the big matchup between Houston and Baylor? We've seen Houston looks unbeatable at home. Uh, what about their opportunity to go on the road and take a big step towards winning this conference? Who do you like in this game?
2: you got to give Baylor. I mean, Houston a slight advantage, I think, even if they're on the road. They're really good um, because they finally have – Crier, who came from Baylor, who can shoot the ball. Houston's tough guy style of play is really hard to play against. It's unusual. It's not like modern basketball. And they believe in Kelvin Sampson's system, and he's a good coach. So Houston's hard to beat last year, the year before, right? But this year, L.J. Crier can hit the three. Offense is where they struggle. They miss a ton of shots. But 40% of all Houston's misses turn into offensive rebounds. They bully you on the offensive boards. So I will give Houston the advantage as being a better team and being physical and tougher than Baylor. But what really makes Houston unbelievable at home, and you got to factor at a neutral site in the NCAA tournament or in Kansas City at T-Mobile Center or on the road at Baylor. How will the game be called? Because the officials are not treating each team unfairly when you play a game in Houston. They really are not treating them unfairly, but they just allow a whole different level of physicality. Okay, it's like rugby. You know, it's not a – you can bump me. That's not a foul. You're not not cheating for Houston, right? But they immediately – every game I watch, and when I saw it live, it was unbelievable. Houston doesn't grab. They don't grab you. They don't grab your shirt. You know, they don't grab your arm. They don't do that. But, man, they are so strong and physical and thick and football player looking. They bump into you. When you try to cut, boom, it hits you in the chest. You go, "Ah, that's really not a foul. Suddenly the officials get used to, okay, we're going to allow that. When you go back on defense – you get to do the same thing. They're not going to call a foul against you, but are you used to it? Yeah. No, and these teams forget how to play basketball. It's amazing to watch them. Like, Houston can wrestle. It's like having a, a gym class, and we're going to say, okay, we're going to have the wrestling mat here on the basketball floor. Like, half the court's going to be a wrestling match, and Nate, we're going to go over here, and we're going to wrestle for a little while, and then we're going to say, blow a whistle, and Nate, you got to run over and grab a basketball, and the guy's going to guard you, and then you're going to go shoot and see how well you do. You're like, well, wait a second. My wrestling mode has nothing to do with basketball. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And and for Houston, they just go. They can still play basketball when it's in their hands, but they make it a wrestling match. Will they be allowed to do that on the road? I don't know, but at home, it's a guarantee. So Houston's a good basketball team, but watch out. I Who said Kansas would win at Oklahoma?
0: Stan Weber. That's right. Sure wasn't Nate and Back this. And now the push is on. Yeah, the push is on, Nate. Act like it. Back after this on WHB. <laughs> Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, Shane doesn't want us to talk very much, so I will say this. Uh, the Chiefs signed uh, Matt Ariza, the, uh, known as the punt God, former draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. And so that, with, that with the knowledge that uh, Tommy Townsend signed with Drew Rosenhaus uh, before the season started, looks like the Chiefs could have a new punter.
2: Well, I want to say about Tommy Townsend, if he does not play for the Chiefs anymore, thank you for one of the great plays. He was not known as a guy who held very well for field goals. Think about that snap that was off to the side, and he grabbed and put down perfectly for the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. He made an awesome play. So, what, you know, I'll remember him for that forever because that was not a play most guys make. He's not known for being good at it, and he put his best play ever, better than any punt, was getting that field goal down and ready to kick.
0: He was big time in the Super Bowl, there's no doubt about that. That's Stan Weber, we'll be back after this on WHB.